This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. Judge Eileen Cannon, who is presiding over the Mar-a-Lago documents case, just issued a ruling that is drawing a surprising amount of praise for rejecting the former president's requests to loosen restrictions on how and where his defense team can review the classified information at the heart of the case. If this all sounds overly legalistic, let me break it down for you as someone who held a top secret security clearance. The president's team asked Judge Cannon to loosen the normal safeguards that protect America's most vital secrets as they prepare arguments to defend their client, Donald Trump. They even asked that his estate, Mar-a-Lago, be provided with a new skiff to house classified materials. A little background here. A skiff is a secure compartmented information facility, and it's where we keep our most sensitive information. I worked out of various skiffs as a Navy intelligence pilot, and just the way you enter them leaves no mistake about how serious we are about protecting the secrets inside. You're not allowed to bring a cell phone or any electronic device. If you take any notes inside, they're either left there for later use or destroyed. If you're listening to audio files, you can't do it with a wireless headset to prevent any possibility of that signal being intercepted. Basically, these are completely isolated boxes with no signals going in or out that aren't encrypted and with guards to ensure their physical security and perhaps most importantly, with a robust set of regulations set in law to make sure these rules are followed. The defense team requested an exception to these regulations and Judge Cannon, to her credit, said no. Trump's lawyers have to operate under the same rules as anyone else in handling classified information. In her order, Judge Cannon said, No classified documents, material, recordings, or other information may be removed from the SCIF without prior approval. Any classified audio recordings that the government discloses to the defense shall be maintained in the SCIF. Such recordings may only be reviewed on a standalone, non-network computer or other device within the SCIF that does not have the capability to duplicate or transmit information. The defense must use headphones to review such recordings, and the headphones must be wired and not have any wireless capability. Now, it is true that while Donald Trump was president, a skiff existed at Mar-a-Lago. The building of skiffs at private residences is sometimes allowed as a matter of convenience for high-level government officials like the director of the CIA. But Donald Trump is not a high-level government official or a government official, period. The fact that his team thinks he should still be treated as such is a window into their and his monumental arrogance. What bothers me even more is that Judge Cannon is getting credit for this ruling. This is Information Security 101. Before Trump took a flamethrower to our standards for protecting top secret information, anything less than what Judge Cannon just ordered would have been inconceivable. But the former president's assault on our ideas about national security has been so thorough that a common sense ruling like the one just delivered is seen as brave. This is nonsense. The normalization of Trump's carelessness 
is incredibly damaging to our security, not to mention to the morale of those within the intelligence community who put their lives at risk every day to gather this intelligence. We have to find a way to remind Americans that the former president's behavior is not normal. I had a conversation with a former CIA agent about this for Burn the Boats. That full interview will be out soon, but I want to share Alex Finley's thoughts right now on how those on the front lines of our intelligence efforts feel about Judge Cannon's ruling and about the former president's carelessness with classified documents. I've got one more question for you related to a, a current event. Judge Eileen Cannon just ruled that former President Trump cannot have a skiff at Mar-a-Lago uh, to, to discuss classified information with his lawyers. The same rules regarding classified information and, and open discussions of them apply to him as apply to everybody else. Uh, I assume you think that's a, a fair fair judgment, but what does it say about where we are that that she is getting praised for making what seems to me the most obvious ruling on how to treat classified information. Well, it's really too bad that that locked bathroom at Mar-a-Lago that has one lock on the inside isn't deemed safe enough for our classified secrets. Um, but yeah, look, it's of course it's the right decision. Uh, we have no evidence that any of this has been classified other than Trump saying, uh, excuse me, has been declassified other than Trump saying he somehow wished it in his mind. Um, so I think that Cannon you know, made the right call there to say, until shown otherwise, these are considered classified documents. And as such, they need to be handled properly as classified documents, and they can only be viewed in a skiff. Uh, I understand also on a, uh, a, an air bubbled, right, a, a computer, no recording devices. If headphones are going to be worn, they cannot be uh, Wi-Fi or wireless headphones, whatever, that you have to actually plug into that computer. And so, yeah, this is absolutely uh, proper. Yes, because that's how you should be handling classified information, not just sort of, you know, wallpapering bathrooms in Mar-a-Lago with it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Thanks. Can you talk about the seriousness with which you thought about, handled, treated classified documents? I had a TSSCI clearance when I was in and in the back of your head, every time you were handling crypto or anything else, you were you were thinking, even subconsciously, I'll go to jail if I mess this up. Well, yeah, I'll go to jail if I mess this up, but also the guy who gave it to me might be killed. Yes. Yeah. Or his family and his children might be killed. Um, and that's an enormous uh, responsibility. It weighs heavily on uh, handling officers. Who, who have to deal with that. And they take it extremely seriously. So again, you know, a lot of this information just lands on people's desks back in Washington, but I'm not sure there's always an appreciation of what happens out in the field to get that information. Um, especially now that I'm out and I talk much more with people, I think there's a, a, not at all a good understanding of how operations work and the risks that go into that. 
So yeah, it's it, it's not a great feeling to see um, high level politicians, high level elected officials, particularly the Trump, the, the president himself, um, mishandling this type of information when you know you know the risks that everybody put to to go into to actually get that information. Did you often feel that those risks were underappreciated? Um, before Trump, is that just an occupational hazard of of risking your life to equip our decision makers with the best information possible, or did it reach a whole new level with the former president? Yeah, I I, I think there's always been a, a mis not a misunderstanding, but just a lack of understanding about how operations work, uh, even even before Trump. But there certainly was much more reverence, um, both on Capitol Hill and at the White House um, before Trump's administration. Because even once you know, Trump started sort of mishandling information or being you know, loosey-goosey with it and deciding to share it in the Oval Office with the Russians or you know, whatever else, um, that sort of gives permission right, to others to do the same. And then we saw examples of uh, Capitol Hill People starting to do it. Uh, the Devin Nunes uh, uh, episode where he he tried he tried. I can't even keep them all straight anymore. But uh, he definitely tried to use a piece of intelligence at one point to repaint what the story was. We've seen it uh, from other uh, Trump intel people where they will present a piece of intelligence uh, truncated in a very specific context, which totally doesn't show the con the full context and absolutely shows the you know 180 degrees of what the truth is and so we've we've seen over the past number of years a number of attempts not just attempts we've actually done it using intelligence for political purposes and um, it's disheartening it's more than disheartening it's absolutely terrible it's grotesque and you know we we, we tried to learn this lesson back in in 2003 uh, Dick Cheney used, uh, you know, had the policy was set and Dick Cheney went ahead and used intelligence to back up his policy rather than using intelligence to lead him to an empirical understanding of what was happening and, and to reach a political a, a policy decision from that. Um, and instead, we see people, um, you know, using intelligence, not even at this point to, to promote their own sort of foreign policies or even domestic policies, but just simply for political reasons to keep themselves in power. And it's, uh, like I said, it's it's pretty grotesque. I think that's a, a really important observation, this idea that intelligence is supposed to precede policy and help our decision makers make the best policy they can, as opposed to intelligence being gathered after the policy has been determined to help reinforce it. Um, and that's exactly opposite of, of, of how it should work. Um, I'd love to end by by you describing what a skiff is for the uninitiated. What were the skiffs like that you worked in? Well, I can't go into detail on that, but um, I will say, generally speaking, a skiff is very much made to uh, isolate and protect anything that's inside. So I don't know um, sort of the, the technical specifications or something like that, but uh, you're closing off a very isolated space. It can't be listened into, right? Nobody, you know, you, you, it, if somebody is trying to listen in um, using 
special technology to, to do so, that can happen. Um, you cannot bring any recording devices in, as we said before. Uh, you have air-gapped computers that are in there, so it's not connected to any external network kind of a thing. Um, the, the, the idea is just to create a bubble, that's it, an actual bubble, um, inside which is basically a sterile environment to view this intelligence so that nobody else can, can get it and it won't be compromised.